0: A van life. What's up guys and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Frankie and I'm Alex and together we're FNA Van Life.
1: Today our guest on the podcast is Phoebe. She is a young traveler. She started out solo van life in and now she's in a couple traveling the world and we're excited to share all of her tips about how to do that, how to make money on the road. But first, an update from our road. <laughs> Score update. Oh,
0: score update is Frankie is winning all the card games here in Hawaii.
1: Hey, my mom won a bunch of card games, too. But I've won most of them. (laughs) I won the puzzle, which is a a weird game in our family where we do a giant puzzle. And then I was so sneaky and hid the last piece. And everybody's looking for the last piece. And I whipped it out of my pocket and I... Put it in the puzzle and I won.
0: I think there needs to be a new rule put in place here. Like all puzzle pieces have to stay on the table.
1: (laughs) So right now we are in Hawaii on vacation with my family. We are basically coming to an end on this vacation. We've been here for two weeks, which has been absolutely lovely. We
0: learned how to surf in the beginning.
1: Yeah, and we've done some tubing, we've done...
0: Hiking. Kayaking. We've hiked to the highest point of this island that we're on.
1: Yeah, and it's been an absolutely pleasure to be on the beach, to be in the sun, to go snorkeling, all those kind of fun things.
0: We've met a lot of tons of amazing people. Even today, we met some people who have invited us even back to their home in uh, California in Mount Shasta area when we were on a tubing adventure.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. Once you start talking to people and you tell them what you do and they're like, oh, that's so cool. I think a lot of people are intrigued by van life and just the, you know, the traveling aspect of it.
0: Yeah. And like even the nomad person, like the person that's traveling all over different places, because I feel like those people tend to have a lot of different stories about different people and cultures and life. And, you know, they've come into things that make you feel uncomfortable, which allow you to understand how the way things work and Um, at least for us, that's what I've noticed every time we're uncomfortable is when we have huge growth. So a lot of the time, those people tend to have specific things that you could even learn from.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think travel definitely, Broadens your horizons and definitely makes you a good dinner guest. Yeah. Because you can, you know, tell about where you've been and the coolest places and all the things like that, where you wouldn't have any of those stories if you just stayed at your desk, at your job, doing your thing.
0: And as much as we do love talking about it, we also do love to get to know other people and where they've been and what has been going on in their life so we can learn as well.
1: Yeah, and so that's one of the big reasons that we started this podcast was to be able to talk to other people on the road and to see their experiences, to get their knowledge, and to pass it all on to you guys. One
0: thing that I find truly incredible about Phoebe, too, as well, is that she is so young and traveling right now. I wish I knew that this was even an opportunity when I was that age. I was fairly, you know, not in the best place financially at that point in my life. So to know about it now and to see that it is a possibility for people, no matter what you're you know, monetary value is at the moment. Uh, You could create that while traveling if you wanted to.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think for me in my early twenties, it was just like graduate school, get a good job, party, like have a good time, pay your bills. And it was like, Oh, I'm just starting to adult. I'm like getting the hang of this. It never really crossed my mind that to like, Put on a backpack and travel to the other side of the world.
0: As much as I don't regret the party part, I could have definitely scratched some of that out uh-huh. and like traveled a bit more. Maybe partying, well, of or while even just like save the money places.
1: on the you know partying. Yeah,
0: yeah. But even like like I said, I don't regret that stuff. But I wish that I knew that these things were an opportunity and they were you know in front of me if I was willing to look for it because they definitely were there. It was just a matter of seeing it.
1: Well, and I think the great thing about this podcast and YouTube, if you guys haven't seen our YouTube channel, you should definitely go check that out. It's FNA Van Life on YouTube as well. But like, there's so much more information available now to people so that these kind of lifestyles are attainable. Mm. So it's not just like a pipe dream that like, oh, I would love to do that. It's like, look at this other human being. They are doing what you want to be doing. And if you kind of follow their footsteps, you could do that too.
0: Well, isn't that the purpose like whenever you're playing a sport for instance because I'm a big sports guy. So whenever I play a sport, I look at the people that are the best of the best in the industry and the people that are on my level more specifically. So when I when I see people that are closer to the level that I want to be and that I'm at, it helps me obtain that, you know, perspective and that outlook and I wind up getting to that point and then I can move on and look at the next person up. You know, and then that allows me to try to figure out what they're doing, what do I need to do in my way of that to make it, you know, obtainable for myself.
1: Absolutely. I think that it's always good to look at the people that you want to emulate Mm -hmm. rather than just who you happen to have in your friend group.
0: Well, Or even, like, what the tabloids are showing you necessarily. Oh, my
1: gosh. Don't read those. What a waste of brain space. You get what I'm
0: saying? Like, that's the things that were fed, so that's the things that, like, automatically become, like, a part of who we are. And instead of like searching for something for ourselves. Absolutely.
1: But we'd like to offer you a different perspective today. We're going to dive into this conversation with Phoebe. We hope that you enjoy it and maybe you can learn a little something that you can take on your own adventures to get you stepping outside the norm.
0: Let's jump into it.
1: Thank you so much for being with us today. Um, how about we just start by giving everybody you know, kind of who you are and what you do and
2: how your life on the road looks like. Hey guys, I'm so happy to be here. My name is Phoebe. I'm 20 years old. I've been full-time traveling for two years. I'm originally from England, but after I found my feet with online and how I can create that life that I'd always dreamed of, of freedom and learning from cultures around the world, I actually jetted off on a one-way ticket to New Zealand and that was in maybe 2019 and i haven't looked back since it's been such an adventure since that point and i'm really excited to share my whole lifestyle how i make it work for me how everyone else can achieve the freedom lifestyle they want i'm just excited to share that
1: that is so awesome what kind of inspired you originally to like book that one way ticket to new zealand i feel like that's very ballsy and just like you know not a lot of people would you know have the guts to do something like that
2: yeah you know go big or go home man like there was no point in me just going over to Europe from England and doing like two weeks by myself I wasn't gonna learn that way I think I just really craved adventure and growth and because I was 20 21 at the time so I really wanted to find out who I was step into my power find what aligned with me and I just thought I've I've got to do it pretty big, man. So I was looking at places like the furthest away I could go to while still kind of playing it safe. Like New Zealand is English speaking. So at least I had that kind of comfort zone as well. But I just knew I needed to be away so that I would be forced to kind of grow and step into some challenges and things like that.
0: And so when you made it to New Zealand, you were you were in a van. What was it like? Doing van life in New Zealand?
2: Oh man, I don't have much to compare it to right now. From other van lifers I've met, it's the place to do it. It's so perfect, so suitable for nomads and van lifers. I think most of the roads around there are like single lanes or single carriageways. So it's really easy to drive around and you can pull up on the side of the road anywhere. So it was so easy to just park up somewhere on a beach or in a mountain, like absolutely anywhere. It was very rare that there were places that you weren't allowed to park up overnight. And they just had so many little lovers on the side of the road, places that it felt like they were built to be parked up at. So it was like the ultimate place to be. And because they do have all seasons there, you do have to watch out for those cold winters. So being prepared with like heating in your van and stuff. But most of the time, it was just so perfect. Everything just seemed to suit that lifestyle so, so well.
0: Wow, that sounds like a dream come true. It also reminds me of Alaska. Sounds amazing. It's the same in the sense of if you could pull off on the side of the road, you could boondock there overnight. The backdrops were just absolutely incredible. But I, I do think that the winters are just a little bit more harsh in Alaska, right? For
2: sure. Yeah, I imagine that they are. I wonder also about the people in Alaska. Like, I don't, I'm not able to compare that because I haven't been there. But in New Zealand, they just have this vibe of everything goes, anything goes. Everyone is kind. Like, you didn't even really need to lock your doors at night. Like, it was so safe and everyone would help out. Is that that kind of vibe in Alaska?
0: I would say so. I would say the little bit differences is, is like maybe Anchorage, like the town of Anchorage. Uh,
2: or like big cities big, in general. Yeah. And they don't have
0: that many big cities. But uh, when it comes to Anchorage, I know that they have a higher
1: crime rate. So
0: people wouldn't probably be as prone to. I would lock my door. Doors. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but so the biggest difference that I'm thinking about, you know, Alaska to New Zealand, when I think about going to Alaska, especially from North America, I could just, Tech, get in my car and drive there yeah. or you could ship your van there like we did this past summer um so when you flew to New Zealand was van life your plan how did you buy a van how did you find a van um like what did that process look like
2: you guys I had no plan I had no clue what I was doing I was just so up for an adventure and things kind of just fell into place as they went so when I got there it was a case of I learned really early on that you need a vehicle to get around that country because the transport isn't very good. So that was probably the only downside to New Zealand. But that's when I started like joining some Facebook groups and stuff. And everyone was saying, you've got to do New Zealand in a van. So I did just buy one and it was already done up. It was already done for me. So I didn't need to worry about that. So I pretty much got there. Did my research, bought one, and off I went.
1: What was kind of like the price point? Obviously, this was a couple of years ago, so things change and whatever. And then what did you do with the van when you were ready to leave?
2: Well, the price point, personally for me, I found one from another lady who was actually just leaving. So it was kind of like perfect timing it was 8k 8000 uh british pounds so that was my kind of price range and that was for one that was already done up and it was beautiful and it was just so perfect for me um and then to resell it at the end again it's super easy because there are a lot of um kiwi trading sites kind of like a facebook marketplace but for the kiwis for the new zealanders and um i just put it up on there And another person who wanted to start the van life got it back from me. So it was pretty easy to just sell on before I was leaving.
1: Were you able to kind of like make most of your money back from that original investment?
2: Yeah, I didn't want to like try to make a profit or anything. I just wanted to pass it on. It's time for someone else to have an awesome venture in it. And I'm happy just getting that money back. I think I got a little bit less, Mm. um, but it was no problem with me. Like someone else is going to have such a wicked time in that. Well, and then, too, like you got to travel around New Zealand for, was it a year that you spent there? One for year one, and three months. It was, uh oh, what a lifestyle change, man.
0: Yeah, to be able to travel for a year and, you know, maybe pay two grand, you know, three grand, even, whatever you know, it is. It's still it's super, super cheap in general uh, for, for living, you know. <laughs> if you were to go into a regular house and have to rent the 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 amount of money you would have to pay would be astronomical compared to that.
2: Absolutely. And like, you just can't get any better than being parked up right in the outdoors. When you wake up, you step foot barefoot right onto the sand or right onto some beautiful natural ground. And oh, you meet so many people at these campsites as well. It's just. And so
1: Sorry. While you were doing that, were you like solo female the whole way
2: around? It sounds like you felt pretty safe doing it. Oh, do you guys want a love story? Because I've got a pretty good one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay.
2: So I was so, yes, I was really loving every moment of it. Like so stepping into power and just really gaining some independence. It was my first time away from home as well. So it was a really big deal. And I just truly believe that you attract what you're meant to attract. You attract what you're giving out. And I was doing a hike. It's called the Tongariro Crossing. Um, that's in the North Island of New Zealand it's a volcanic eight-hour hike it's absolutely stunning and I was really excited for that I drove there I pulled up um, I needed to camp overnight to start in the morning and I met this guy and he was asking me to take his picture we were pulled up at a beautiful scenic lookout spot he asked me if I could take a picture for him which was totally just one of his lines to get to talk to me you know um and we ended up doing that hike together since we were both solo and we just kind of didn't separate from that point on (laughs) and he's um from Argentina and that's exactly why Argentina was the next destination so we've just been hopping around the world together from that point
0: look at that <laughs> who, who get, you, know, you, meet, you meet somebody in a whole nother country from where you're from they're from another country and now you're traveling in that place
2: just, do you see why you've got to travel like who knows yeah. who you're gonna meet you know well and the opportunities
1: that that brings like even if it's not romantic you know it could be a business opportunity or just you know Such a it? hike that you would never have found or you know a For new sure. good friend You know, travel really does open up a world of possibility in terms of the connections that you can make with people. And a lot of those connections can be, you know, life changing. Like you wouldn't be in Argentina right now if you hadn't gone on that hike in New Zealand.
2: Exactly. Like I keep thinking about that, that very small, tiny thing that happened, the perfect timing. Like imagine if it was just a day later, I wouldn't have met him. So, you know, it all happens in divine timing, like so perfect.
0: Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. One of the experiences that Alex and I actually had was in Washington. We were up in the Olympic Peninsula area in Washington State, and we met a, a man, a gentleman that was about 50 years old, and, and his name was Kevin. And we became great friends with him. We caravaned with him for about two weeks, three weeks, and then we set, we separated ways, and we came back together again. We went to an event together where Alex and I sold our first van at the, like before the event and shipped it out to the people. And then this gentleman, we literally lived with him in his Winnebago Revel for three weeks while he drove us from Oregon to Florida, which is completely across North America.
1: And now he's on his way to come meet us in California to take care of our dog and our van for a week and a half while we fly to Hawaii for 10 days. So you it's, know it's
0: all about the connections like you're talking about if we didn't travel we would have never met this person you know ours happened to be a friendship yours happened to be uh you know possibly the love of your life
2: for sure like really does anyone need any more convincing on getting out and making new connections around the world
0: i hope not if they <laughs> do they're just they're trying to buy themselves time like they're trying not to get out there is what? What people
2: are
1: afraid you know like you had this wanderlust obviously and this burning desire inside of you to like get out and explore and when I was 20 I didn't have that like I felt like I needed to get you know go to school graduate get a good job like get in the workforce drink a lot (laughs) yeah oh gosh don't
2: get me started on those social conditionings
0: (laughs) (laughs) it very much is that too you know where you know as you're going through high school, you're you're starting to gain those social conditions, and then when you get into say college or you know that that's kind of the route that everybody takes because that's what well, the condition. And are then raised. it feels
1: dangerous to kind of get off of that track because you know oh well when you retire you'll be penniless and broke and you know yeah. all this stuff and it's like I don't think a couple of years of travel is gonna derail my entire
2: life. If anything, it's gonna help you. It's gonna it's gonna do the opposite for sure. Like nothing bad could come from that.
0: Yeah, you're gonna create so much culture around you and so many more opportunities. You're gonna meet a lot more people that you know wind up giving you opportunity.
1: Well and I think it just makes you more independent and more industrious and a better problem solver. Because when you're traveling whether it's in a van or backpacking or whatever you have to problem solve all the time and it's new problems it's new maps it's new adventures that you know you have to figure out as you go and i think that when we get stuck into that routine of like 9 to 5 monday to friday same you know thing every
2: week that your mind kind of stops expanding in that way it's completely designed that way for a reason though you know like without getting too political into everything that is kind of the right way to live because it's so much easier to keep tabs on people that way, to keep control over people that way. And we just think that that's the total normal thing to do when it's so detrimental to you that like you have no idea how much you could grow just by stepping outside of your home, not even going across borders, but even just moving to a different city, trying to meet new people, learning from people that have what you want. I think that's a huge thing to me is for sure. We're conditioned right from the young age that we need to go and study and get a degree and get a job, get a house and all those things. But where is the, adventure like you're gonna learn so much grow so much by being in a different place I just people had more fear of not moving anywhere than fear of trying something new you know Yeah, I was absolutely terrified to stay in one place and think I'm just going to be living in the same town and working the same job. It was the fear of that and not finding out who else I could be and who else I could meet that pushed me to go to the other side of the world.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, I think you bringing that up actually makes me realize that you know i think alex and i kind of have that a bit too because if we're in a place for 2 weeks we start to get the want and the need to have to move otherwise we start to get anxious or you know whatever the case may be where we feel like we might be missing out on something or there's something new to explore that we really want to see and find but i think you kind of hit it on the head in the sense of like we're kind of conformed and and you know society wants you to stay in one place cuz it is easier to to keep track, but what I think a lot of people are missing is that we have one life to live. We have one opportunity to really go and explore and meet new people and see what the the earth has to offer us. you know um a lot of people get stuck in these you know stationary positions in big cities, and they forget about having that love for nature
2: for sure, things as simple as nature.
0: Well, it's simple and it's so complex at the same time. Um, And if we, if we could immerse ourselves in it, like we all as nomads are doing, I think we get a lot more appreciation for it. And then we, we want to take care of it as well. You know, like even just today uh, when Alex and I woke up this morning, we were in a camp spot that, you know, it's just open uh, forestry land. um, And there was trash on the floor and we'd, We went around, picked it up, made it as nice as we possibly could. You know, we try to do that everywhere we go. And I think that a lot of other nomads have that same appreciation.
2: Absolutely. Like full, full respect for the planet that we have. People really need to learn that the best way, which is by being out and living in it. So if you've got that dream to be living out and doing something different, you know, you've stuck your kind of hamster wheel and everything's the same like we are conditioned to think that's normal but it's not normal it is not normal and there are so many opportunities out there it's just a fact of knowing where to find them so that's exactly what I try to do I try to spread the message spread the awareness to people that feel they they want to get out they have no idea how to get out and you've really got to start reaching out to people that have the lifestyle that you want you know people that are living your dream, they're doing it somehow. So go and learn how from them. Don't just for the life you've got and then sit in your chair when you're 80 years old, regretting that you never had any adventure.
1: Yeah, I think that's so true. And it's very much a lesson that they even teach you in corporate America, you know, like, look at the person at the manager position or the, you know, CEO position. And like, how can you get on that route? And like, whose job would you want? But so in a very different way, that's actually probably way more fulfilling in terms of like this person has the travel lifestyle that I want. They're, you know, funding it. They're making it happen. Um, So how can I learn from those people? And, you know, resources like this podcast, there's tons of free resources. There's obviously courses and books and all that kind of stuff that you can get on it as well. But I think that if people, you know, want to live this kind of lifestyle, the very first step is just absorbing as much knowledge about it as possible because there's probably nobody in your direct circle or in your direct life that's doing the thing that you want to do especially when it comes to van life or full-time travel because it is so out of the
2: oh I lost you when you said it's so out of the oh I just said out of the ordinary brilliant totally agree You've got to start surrounding yourself with the people that are living the life that you want. If you want to get a van and move to the other side of the world and you're hanging around with people that are stuck in corporate and complaining about their lives and getting drunk on weekends and taking one week trips, holidays, vacations a year, and they're poo-pooing you down because what lifestyle you want is just inaccessible, why hang around with those people? They don't have the results that you want, so... 100%.
0: And that's totally the energy that you're pulling in too. So that energy is going to you're gonna feed off of it and you're gonna become that that negative person, the person that is, you know, not not feeling great about their life or themselves.
1: Well, I'm sure you've heard the saying, you know, you are a reflection of the five people that you spend the most time with. Exactly. And so if there's in your direct circle that you can spend a lot of time with that's emulating what you want, you kind of have to find it on the internet. Exactly.
0: And it's also so easy to get caught into, you know, that those close five friends that you've had all your life to try to like stay with them and be in that crew. You can still keep contact with them, but if your life and what you want is completely different than what they're doing, you have to start to make a change. And I know that's hard and difficult to walk away from, you know, friends that you've had your whole life, but sometimes that's the best option for you. And they might see it and feed off of that and change their life for the better as well. So be the person who starts the movement, be the person who starts the change, allow them to see that to change their life as well.
2: 100%. You're filling your own cup so that you can fill others, so that you can influence others and set good examples. Like you have no idea how much you could help the people that are maybe bringing you down. Just like you said. Yeah, totally agree. So
1: let me ask you about life in Argentina. How long have you been there? What does that look like? Um, And what could people kind of expect if that's somewhere on their travel
2: bucket list? Oh man, okay. This is a tough one. So guys, if you're thinking of coming to Argentina, it's great. You will absolutely love it. The culture is amazing. The food is amazing. But if you are coming from without sounding like a complete awful person, but if you're coming from a country such as like Canada and the US and England and Australia and what we would call first world countries, I guess, it's going to be a bit of a shock, especially if you're going to go there long-term. So for us personally, I've decided that every country I go to, I I live in for a long time. I can fully immerse in that culture, learn as much as I can, you know? So I definitely lived like a local and it was tough um it's the country is quite uh stuck in the past I guess um there are quite a lot of negative things happening the um inflation situation is really pretty awful and the systems the way things work in that country just be prepared be open-minded remind yourself that you're going there to learn something new and it could be a challenge if you're there for long term Um, And my biggest piece of advice is about money. So a lot of places still only take cash there, but you've also got the problem if you're in a foreign currency and you go to use an ATM and you try to withdraw cash, they add a lot of charges and fees onto that, but you're going to need cash to get around and the cash is constantly decreasing in value with rapid inflation. So there are lots of practical things like that to consider, but don't let it put you off because man, it's beautiful it's so beautiful
1: so even with the inflation and things like that would you say the cost of living is still less than it was for you in the uk or new zealand because oh, those are yes, kind of, sure.
2: yeah definitely it's for cost of living it's absolutely brilliant
0: i do want to drop a real quick knowledge bomb for anybody who's here in the states we have a bank called SoFi. This is not a commercial for them, but it's something that we use, and we have no ATM fees, no matter where we are, no, no foreign transaction. transaction fees. You could use any ATM, and uh, they just you you accept the charge, and then they reimburse you immediately for that charge. So that's something that we have done um, to make it to where when we do go to these other countries. We will be able to uh retrieve that money, and we won't be paying a significant amount of money just to fees
2: well, if you've got one of those, then you're just gonna love Argentina. nothing <laughs> holding you back <laughs> i would like
0: I would like to know what is what has been the most challenging part out of all those things for you since you've got to Argentina and you've been traveling there.
2: It's the accessibility to things um I've really been struggling with what you can access in things like supermarkets and shops. Um, I tried to, my family tried to send me some birthday cards a couple months ago. Um, They never arrived. They just don't. The postal system is really weird there. I think accessibility in general, in terms of if you want something, if you want to buy something because you're living there long term. Um, and you're going to maybe want to do those things, that that was tough. If you wanted something to get done, for example, I had to extend my visa, don't expect to get it done the same day. You've got to be prepared for things to take a long time when you're there. Everything's done uh, by paper still as well. So updating things on electronic systems, things like that, don't work very well. And any Argentinian apps and things, um They always require the Argentinian DNI, which is their identification number. Obviously, as foreigners, we don't have one of those. So you have to depend on your passport number for a lot of stuff. That includes things like just buying stuff from the supermarket. You need to give your DNI number or anything, buying anything, booking anything. They'll always ask for ID. So I think accessibility in general, being a foreigner is quite tough. So just be prepared for that. It's not impossible. You can use your passport number, but it's going to be a lot more hassle than it is for the locals.
1: So then on the flip side, what were some of the most beautiful, amazing, wonderful moments that you had in Argentina?
2: Oh, there are the Iguazu Falls up in the north. It shares the border with Brazil and those waterfalls are epic. Like, I don't know why we don't hear about it in media as much, but it's bigger than Niagara Falls. There are more drops than Niagara Falls. <laughs> There's so much more than Niagara Falls. And all we hear about is Niagara Falls. So going to Argentina, it's an absolute must do going to the Iguazu Falls. It's stunning. I love that. So everybody is probably now wondering, how are
1: you funding this You know, lifestyle of international jet setting and travel? Um, so how about we get into how you're making money on the road and maybe how, you know, you've seen other people doing it as well?
2: Yeah, for sure. This is such an important aspect. Like if you've made that decision that you want to live that freedom lifestyle, you're probably battling yourself because you're thinking of oh, the heck is it even possible financially. So that's probably the first thing that you need to buckle down on is sort your finances out and decide how you're going to get an income. How you are going to fund this lifestyle, this freedom based lifestyle? Um, from the past two years, in fact, even previously before that, I've definitely been around and tried quite a lot of different avenues so I did put together roughly like eight possible ways that anyone listening can try out for themselves um there are loads of options on here, so I'll start at the top. Languages is one of the. Very good way to make money online, and that could either be teaching languages or as a translator if you speak two languages. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've come across, and I found a lot of other travelers doing. A couple sites just to mention them, obviously not sponsored, of course. Um, just so anyone can look into them. People often use Italki, Verbal Planet, Cambly, MyLingo, Trip, and these are just online platforms where you teach English. Like it's way easy pocket money if you're going to be going to low cost countries, especially. And you can set your own hours. That's definitely one possible option to look into to make some income. Um, Moving on from that, you could teach absolutely anything. So if you've got a skill in something teach it you could be teaching online yoga classes you could be teaching for me I'm actually a classical dancer and I just decided to stop ballet dancing when I went to travel but I still taught one ballet class in New Zealand actually so you can teach anything that you have a skill in and it can be totally online as well that's an option to look into you could freelance any more of your skills you could offer them remotely I know loads of Living in their vans across the UK, where they are plumbers, they're electricians, and they do their work still the same. They just live in a van instead. So you can still keep a standard job if that's what you are skilled in, you're traded in. And moving on, I think you guys could help me out here a bit. Content creation could be an option, something that I've never tried myself, but if you're a creative person, you love writing. You can totally create content for other people and brands. And I think there's something growing on social media a lot recently. So something I'm not clued up in, but do your research on that because that's another great way to make some remote income.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. Um, If you are a photographer and you are on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, utilize that platform, put your information in there, let people know on your platform that you do photo shoots and whatnot for others. You could do a photo shoot that's big enough for a year of content for people. You could do a photo shoot that's good enough for just a season. Um, And there's a lot of people out there that are willing to pay that, you know, whatever your, whatever your um, amount is to have that type of content for their social media as well. Cause people enjoy having nice photos and to be able to, you know, put that out on their platform.
1: Yeah, but on the flip side, if you are the content creator, it can be very lucrative. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that it's usually uh, like takes a while to build up the money, if that makes sense. Like you're not going to start out in your first month of having a YouTube channel. I mean, you might, some people do, but like you're not going to get a million views in your first month of ever creating content. So it's just kind of like, building to that and then maybe having some of these other ways kind of mixed in to be able to support you in the short term while you're building your long-term plan.
2: Absolutely have that dream but be realistic about it make sure you're considering how long it's going to take to build that's definitely not get rich quick for sure.
0: Yeah and I will definitely say um, you know diversify don't just utilize one platform use everyone that you could possibly think of you know allow your content to make you money in in many different areas rather than just one.
2: Absolutely. Let's get back to
1: your list. What's the next way?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm going to move on now to something I'm crazy passionate about. Passive income. Passive income. When I made that flip, that switch in my mindset of I don't need to trade my hours for a set rate or I don't need to decide how much money my time is worth. And I started to learn that holy moly, I can make money work for me. That's passive income. You're not trading your time for it. You're going to set some systems up, utilizing automation online, really creating that digital nomad lifestyle. And you've got an income coming to you passively. So a couple ideas on that, you could build a website. So it's still going to take you quite a lot of work in the beginning, But I did come across a few travelers that had chosen like a niche or a niche, depending on your accent, of what you know about, something that you totally love. And you build a website around that showcasing awesome information. It could be like video games. You could be into gardening, pole dancing, travel blog, anything you want. But you would need to remember that you probably need to start investing in yourself at this point. It doesn't have to be a lot, but you have to do things like buy a domain, buy web hosting, and you can use sites like uh, Squarespace and Wix.com. I think a lot of my f- traveling friends use those just to build this own website and drive traffic to it and make passive income through affiliate links, through advertising and stuff like that. So like you said, with uh, YouTube, I think it kind of works in a similar way. you got to remember it's going to take some time to build that following up, get some traffic to that, maybe take a lot of practice in that area if it's new for you. But it's just bordering on this passive income idea of you putting the work in to create something in the beginning, but then letting it run for you so that the income is coming to you automatically. We're definitely going
1: to check it out. One of our goals for 2022 is to kind of really diversify our income streams, um, so that we're not only reliant on, you know, the YouTube and the social media, you know, stuff and brand deals. Content creation. Yeah, because the thing that's limiting about social media and content creation is that it's all based around you and your face, you know, and so... Mm -hmm. Sometimes your face doesn't want to be in the camera and, you know, but you still like, how do you make the video if you don't want to be making the video today? Right. So um, one of our goals is to definitely diversify and figure out new ways to sustain life on the road. And definitely, you know, this virtual marketing avenue is something that we've dabbled in a little bit, but we definitely want to deep dive some more into it
2: for sure. And researching, just researching to see if it feels right for you. You'll get a gut feeling if you head on over to talk to people that are already using what you're looking at. Sorry, I'm just waffling. I'm just going to pretend I didn't talk.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyways, we got to wrap up. But if anybody wants to find you, you know, what are the sites that they could find you at?
2: Instagram's definitely your best bet. Just find me at Phoebe's Footsteps just message me on Instagram. Like I'm always here to guide people that feel absolutely terrified of starting something new. They have no idea where to go. I can just be a friendly face, a friendly buddy to tell you it's okay. Like you're gonna be living the life that you dream of if you're just up for learning what's out there. So find me on Instagram. Everything is on there that you need. Just give me a message. I would love to make friends. Or you can head on over to my website that is linked below. It does explain that training that I mentioned before. Even if you're just curious to look more into your options, just find the information video that's in there and you'll get everything you need. Cool. Well,
1: thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. And, you know, we hope to be following all of your footsteps in the future. And what's kind of your next couple of destinations? Or have you thought about, you know, where you're going next?
2: Well, yes. The big goal is is Georgia. Georgia in, like, Europe, Asia. That's definitely something we want to do. But I also want to get myself another van and do a full tour of Europe. So, it's just when current situations settle that we can start planning that a bit better but we're just being present and enjoying the ride man
1: love it we'll have to check back in like a year or so and see where you're at
2: and um yeah we're really excited so thank you so much brilliant thank you guys so much
0: wow thank you phoebe so much for all that inspiration it's truly amazing how much she's accomplished and how well spoken she is Just at the age that she's at right now. I remember back when I was in my 20s, you know, it was just a much different viewpoint for myself.
1: For sure. And I think that we can all take a gleam of inspiration about all the wonderful places that she's been. And the fact that these destinations are attainable. And, you know, there are challenges and different roadblocks to every new destination, um, especially in these times with, you know, COVID and all the regulations and things like that. Um, But so even for us, you know, we're about to dive into Central America. We are very excited. um, But, you know, there's a lot that we have to learn and people that we need to be talking to and information that we need to be gathering so that we can kind of set our expectations and figure out exactly, you know, what we need to do to be safe and have fun and make the most of our time down south. One thing I do
0: want to say, too, is
1: the money aspect of being able to make all this attainable.
0: No matter what you are, where you're at, you know, when it comes to money, you can make this a possibility. You just have to set goals and figure it out. You know, how do I make a hundred dollars this week. How do I make two hundred extra dollars this week? How do I make fifty extra dollars this week? That way, you can start putting that in your pe- your piggy bank, saving up, making sure that you have the right amount of money to be able to afford, you know, some type of travel, um, even if it is to start small somewhere close nearby. You know, we could you can make that happen. You just have to set your goals, set your mind straight, and make it happen for yourself. Work hard for you.
1: I think honestly, we need to do a whole podcast about prepping for van life in terms of like getting the money straight and getting rid of your debt and things like that. I think that a lot of people, I mean, lately in all the Facebook groups, I've been seeing things that are like, I have no money and like my lease is up and I need to get out of my lease because I can't afford to get into a van unless I like don't have my lease payment and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's like, feels so stressful to me that like, that's how you're entering into van life. You know, Frankie and I had pretty decent jobs before we got into this, but we spent an entire year planning and saving and selling and getting all, you know, our ducks in a row so that when we got on the road, we were financially sure in our footing.
0: And relatively before that, I didn't have such great jobs previously, so and I was able to save money then. So it's all about how hard you want to work, what you're willing to do. No job is bigger than me. And that's something that I am okay with. Like, and I think that if a lot more people out there were okay with that, there would be every job out there would be a potential opportunity for you to make money and save money for yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. So, if that's something that you would love to hear about, send us a DM on Instagram FNA Van Life. Or, of course, you can always leave a five-star review anywhere that you listen to this podcast. Be sure to do that and then leave a review. It really helps the podcast reach new listeners. And we appreciate all of the DMs that we get about how much you guys are loving the show.
0: I'm actually amazed on how many DMs that we get from the podcast. It's always mind-blowing to me especially since we don't really promote this. It's you guys that are promoting it for us. When you share it to a friend, when you write that review, people read it. It means so much when we get a great review. Um, Yeah, so thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and our lifestyle, and we are so thankful for you all.
1: We don't have a review of the week because you guys have been slacking on those. We need to get some more reviews so that we can shout you guys out. But this one is a DM that we got from Brandon and Kenny, Marley and Mabel. And they say, Hey guys, my name is Kenny. So I just started listening to your podcast. And by just, I mean, I have listened to about 18 hours of them while I worked the last two days. And I love them. I totally thought Frankie would be a blonde. (laughs) Not. (laughs) Alex, you look very similar to what I had made up in my mind. I just had to laugh and thought that you both might. I adore your podcast, and thanks for the great tips and tricks.
0: 100% thank you for that message, and we would be happy to help you out, so please do send us some DMs. We are more than happy to be a part of your journey. We want you guys to have the most pleasant build process and the most pleasant opportunity of getting into van life understanding as much as possible because that helped us a lot too regardless there is no amount of information that we could give you that you're not going to figure out just being on the road like some things we could tell you and you're not going to understand it and you're like yeah okay yeah okay and then when you get on the road you can be like oh i get it now <laughs> i remember when fna told me that and i was just like trying to brush it off a bit but yeah, we're, we're so happy to be a part of your guys' journey. So please send us a DM, leave that review. It helps us out so much. And we hope that you guys have an FNA day. Make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel, FNA Van Life. All right. All that.